every one of us here. Um, I feel like, and listen, please listen to me close. Uh, as as a shepherd, I can I can feel in my spirit that the Lord is beginning to speak to His church, telling her, you've got to strengthen yourself. You've got to draw closer. Dark, even dark, troublesome, Days are just ahead. Thus saith the Lord, I have blessed this nation above all nations of the earth. No country, no people have been blessed like thee. You have achieved your dreams in this land in the past. But for all my blessings, saith God, you have turned your back upon me. As the Lord thy God speaks, so shall judgment come upon this country. And I speak unto my bride, I speak unto my church, to line up to my word, gather to my fountain and drink to Gary's strength, because dark, troublesome days. Are right ahead. Oh, There's not a man or a woman under the sound of my voice really know and understand what hard times are yet. I feel impressed in my spirit. And I didn't know the Lord was going to go this way when I, when I stepped up here. But folks, we have got to get ourselves in line right now. Right now.
Hallelujah. The blessings of God are pouring out. And we better get up. We better get what we can get right now. Judgment time is a coming. This thing is fixing to wind up. I'm going to try to get started in this message, but I feel such an unction of the Spirit of God right now. Hallelujah. I want to go to the book in the Old Testament of Haggai chapter 1, and I'm going to read the first five verses. Hallelujah. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, On the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, unto Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoadak, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, doth saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, God, for touching us with heaven today. We have rejoiced. We have worshipped. We have been blessed. Now, Lord, I'm asking, God, that you will anoint this frail human, that I may somehow deliver the word that you have given today. Speak to us. Encourage us. Give us strength. And everything's accomplished, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. I want to speak on a subject titled today, When Will It Be the Right Time for God Time in Your Life? Think about that. Consider that. When will be the right time for God time in your life? Now the story that that I just read out of the prophet Haggai, it took place right after the 70-year captivity of the Jews in Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar had brought, took his army and went in Jerusalem and destroyed the temple and destroyed the city. And he made slaves out of all of them and carried them way off to Babylon. And they was there for 70 years. Just like, and Brother Darrell's talking about prophecy, the prophecy was fulfilled because God had prophesied ahead of time. 
that they was going to be in Babylon for 70 years. Then, like God said, the door was open. They were free. They came back to the city. Nehemiah, if you'll remember, during this time, had returned. He was the first to come back. He had returned and rebuilt the wall around the city. We all know that story. You've heard this preacher and other preachers preach in the book of Nehemiah where he said, So we built the wall because the people had a mind to work. Then another man by the name of Ezra, who was a scribe, went and rebuilt the big massive altar that sat just outside of the tabernacle itself. And Zerubbabel and others got involved in rebuilding the house of God. But you know, just as soon as they started trying to rebuild, the enemy come in to try to do it. When you make it your intention to live for God, that, you don't have to do nothing else from that point. You're going to make the devil mad at you. He will begin to fight you every way possible. Usually the first people that will come against you are your own family. The Bible said a man's foes shall be of his own household. Then everybody else, and the devil just sends one thing right after another to try to discourage you, to try to slow you down to try to hinder you. Because our day is so much like theirs, I'm going to use that story to tie it in with our lives today. You see, everything was going well until all at once works slowly started to come to a screeching halt. left unfinished. God wants me to ask everybody in here, what have you ever done in your life that you started doing for God that you quit before you finished the task? Hallelujah. Amen. A lot of us fall in that category. We start doing something. I mean, I've appointed people in the church to take care of certain positions and certain things in the church. And you think everything is going fine, and first thing you know, where so and so? What's going on here? This has not been taken care of. Gradually, other things come in that takes the place of the work of God. And we fail to find time for God. The Jews, they were. 
they got to rebuilding their homes. They wanted to have their homes again and, and, and get the city back like it used to be in its, its former glory and splendor. But guess what? The house of God was sitting over here half finished. Cobwebs growing around it. Not a sound of work going on in the temple of God. And they begin to make excuse. Well, now it's just not the right time. Isn't that like the devil? Amen. The whisper in your ear say, "Yeah, you you, you know you gotta you gotta start doing right. You gotta live better. You gotta start going to church more regular. You gotta start giving better. You gotta start doing this." But you know, I, I know that. But you know, right now it's just, man, I've got this going on. I've got that going on, and man, just you know, with the kids and and all this other stuff. And now just ain't the right time. God told them. He said, do you mean to tell me it's time for you to live in your own homes and your own lifestyle that you build? Hallelujah. But it's not time for my house. God said you need to consider your ways. When will it be the right time? Hallelujah. I'm asking everybody here today, when will it be the right time for God's time in your life? They put God on the back burner. started focusing on other things in their life. You see, there's really little difference in their way of thinking than our way of thinking today. What do you mean, Brother Sammy? Well, we make time for our jobs. We say, well, we got to do that. We don't work, we don't eat. Well, I mean, that's the way it used to be now. I mean, hallelujah. I mean, you know. The, one, the, one, the ones that is working are having to, having to feed those who don't want to. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even today, right now, hallelujah, I firmly believe there's a job for everybody out there that really wants to work. Hallelujah. Amen. We just celebrated the 50th uh, 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 anniversary of uh, Dr. Martha Luther King Jr.'s speech. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, the man is thought about and, and, and everything which was, man, he was, he, he was a prophet of God, I will say that, in, in his own right. But people today are not living by that man's standards. Right there where he was at, he told, he told the people, said, listen here. He said, there's no kind of work that has any kind of shame in it. Martin Luther King said, if, if you ain't nothing but a street, a, a, a street sweeper, he said, you'd be the best sweet, a street sweeper there is. Hallelujah. Take a little pride in yourself. Hallelujah. Oh, but so-and-so lives in a fine mansion and somebody over here, amen, lives, lives over here on the bad part of town. Let me tell you something. Amen. Your house might not cost but $5,000, but you can keep it clean. Hallelujah, you can pick out the trash in the yard. People start taking all pride in nothing. But they sit back and they want everybody else to hand them this. Get up and do something for yourself for a change. We make time for jobs. We make time for leisure and pleasure. We make time for family and friends. And there's nothing wrong with those things. Hallelujah. 
but we never have time for God time in our lives. There's nothing wrong with me going out here and buying a boat or renting a boat and taking a ride on Old Hickory Lake. There's nothing no sin in that. But I can make it a sin. I can make it a sin if I'm out there doing that when I should be here. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. God deserves His time. Can somebody say amen to that? Oh, we all say serving God is the right thing to do. And we say we got to get it together. But when we get down to it, we often say, now is just not the right time. I got so much other things to do. But God is asking every one of us today, when will it be the right time for God time in your life? Hallelujah. You see, I want to tie the Jews in that day in with us today. And I want you to understand how things can come about. The returning captives of Babylon, their problems started, number one, when there was a loss of enthusiasm. Of enthusiasm. And if they'll get that on the screen, please. Psalms 122 and 1. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, Let us go unto the house of the Lord. There's a lot of people who used to be enthused about going to God's house who lost their
then, after they lost their enthusiasm, the next thing they lost was their interest. When you lose an enthusiasm and passion over something, then you're not as interested in it as you used to be. Come on. Hallelujah. This is the same path that a lot of marriages go down. I, I, could, I could use this same outline and, and do a marriage counseling course. Hallelujah. Amen. No passion no more. Amen. In, in, in the marriages. Hallelujah. No, 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 no passion there. Amen. Some people live together uh, as um, uh, roommates rather than husband and wives. That causes a loss of interest. Philippians chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says, The Lord has filled me with joy because you again showed interest in me. You were interested but not uh, did not have an opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in any need. I've learned to be content in whatever situation I'm in. That's, the God, that's God's Word translation of that. Let me explain to you what Paul was saying. If you study the history behind these two verses here in Philippians, you'll find out that the church in Philippi showed, used to show great care and interest in the ministry of Paul. They would send him love offerings on a regular basis to help supply his needs. But over time, they seemed to lose interest because their offerings became few and far between. But Paul commends them here because their care and interest had renewed. He said, the Lord has filled me with great joy because you again showed interest in me.
say amen. After they lost their enthusiasm, after they lost their interest, then there was a loss of progress in rebuilding the temple. Hallelujah. You see, when you lose your enthusiasm for the things of God and you lose your interest, then God's work is going to be unfinished in your life. Haggai 1 and 2, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, this people says the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. My, my, my. Hallelujah. When you lose your enthusiasm, you lose your interest. And when you lose your interest in anything, anything, you begin to stop making time for it.
That's it. That's the word. is filled with swift transition. Not of earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal and hold to God unchanging hands. And hold to God's unchanging hands. And hold the God's unchanging hand And build your hopes on things eternal Hold the God's unchanging Yes, hold the God's unchanging hand Hold the God's unchanging hand and build your hope on things eternal and hold the God. And time is filled with swift transition, and not of earth moves can stay. Saints, build your hopes on things eternal. And hold the God's unchanging hand. Yes, hold the God's unchanging hand. Hold the God's unchanging hand. And be your hopes on things eternal. And hold the God's unchanging. Yes, hold the God's unchanging hand. Yes, hold the God's unchanging hand. And build your hopes on things eternal. And hold the God's unchanging. Oh, the God's unchanging hand. 
in here if you pass by an accident on the highway and you saw somebody in need I believe everybody would here would try to stop try to help How much more to those souls that are in need? There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about literally trying to snatch them out of the flames of hell. There's a young man that's been coming for several weeks now. And he decided it was time. I preached about time today. He decided it was time for him to get baptized. Hallelujah. Different ones talk with him. I think Brother Scott's talking with him. Brother Darrell's talking with him. And Brother Darrell talked with him. Was it yesterday? Yes, sir. And just yesterday, he was excited about the prospect of getting baptized today in Jesus' name. I don't know why he's not here today. But there's one thing I do know as I preach in the message. When you make a decision that you're going to do something for God, the devil's going to do his best to try to stop you. Now, as we pray in our closing prayer, I want you to call out Cody by name. And I want you to claim him in Jesus' name. Is there anybody, is there anybody who will raise your hand in agreement with this pastor that we're going we're gonna to be in agreement that he's going to be back next week and we're going to get him baptized in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. 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 Brother Scott, come on up here. Brother Joseph. Hallelujah. Uh, Douglas, Brother Paul feels feels led 
to stand in for this young man. God is definitely speaking to him. Now, we're going to believe as they lay hands on Brother Paul that Cody, wherever he's at, he's going to feel the presence of God. Come on, let's all pray right now. Lord, in Jesus' name, your hand is not shortened that it cannot save. And we believe it right now as we pray for Brother Paul. You lay your hand on Cody right now. Let him feel your presence right now in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. There's not going to be no hindrances, Lord. He's going to come and give us to call. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, right now. Yes. Come on, let's clap our hands. Believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. God's going to... God's got... He's, God is calling that young man. God's calling that young man. Hallelujah. Praise God. Remember him in prayer this week. Remember him in prayer this week. Also... After we dismiss, remember the ladies who are selling picture coupons. Sister Darlene needs to see you briefly uh, after service. And um, uh, 